fat man with his kids and dog Drove in through the morning fog Hey there, Rover Come on over Well, it's nice to have music while we eat Red-headed lady Reaching for an apple Gonna take a bite Nope, nope She gonna breathe on it first Wipes it on her blouse She takes a bite Chews it once Twice Three times Four times Stops Welcome to Stand By Your Band. That's right. We've reduced ourselves to playing Family Guy clips. This is now Family Guy clip show number one. <laughs> we'll bring you all the best Family Guy stuff. Mom! Mom! Mommy! <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a Family Guy show now. We just recap Family Guy. Yes. And not even new episodes. Like, maybe the oldest episodes. We should talk about that I Saw Your Boob song that Seth MacFarlane did at the Oscars. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that probably doesn't hold Is up it? too well, huh? Well, he named two. He named two. Uh, two of the scenes he named dropped were rape scenes. Oh, famously, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yep. But well. That's what you get. <laughs> Speaking of getting what you deserve, Bobby Condon is here. <laughs> we haven't even introduced ourselves yet, Who Tommy. Come on. Shit? We have, uh, I am, of course, the Wolf of Dog Street, I think is what That's I call why you myself. Want to introduce ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Takara and I am joined by the Prince of Snarkness, Tommy McNamara. I'm here. Tommy McNascara. I'm no, sorry. No more. No, was oh, that over? Theme? Now, now it's, uh, wait, uh, Tommy McNamara. Tom Turkey Namara. Wait. Tom Talking to the fucking microphone. Oh, yeah. Tom Turkey McNamara. I will say while we're on Tom the subject Turkey of Turkey, Bobby and I, yes. Bobby Condon is our guest. Yes. Hello. We were in Greenpoint. Bobby working, Condom. Uh, we were walking to a concert. Wow, Tom. And our yeah. other friend, we were talking about hair loss because uh, we're all at various stages of it. And our other friend said, oh, you know, they have really good deals on hair loss in Turkey. <laughs> like, is that so you right? fly to Turkey? <laughs> good, you should clarify that it's good deals on hair loss treatment, not just good deals on hair loss. <laughs> yeah, 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 come yeah, on yeah. over to Turkey. Well, you'll lose your hair for nothing. <laughs> that's how they get you. You're like, I thought that I was going to get hair. They're like, no, that's not what we said. We're Turkey. Well, I uh, tried to make the point, like, yeah, but wouldn't the flight to like, yeah. the Middle East <laughs> counteract uh, that? It's wildly cheap. You'd yeah. be surprised. I was looking it up last night. No, that's not true. There was a guy in, uh, in the audience last night from Turkey, and I said, uh, the host was talking to him, and then I was like, I can't believe he didn't say this. I went up, and I was like, you're from Turkey? Pretty dangerous time to come here. Really didn't bad. get anything, and then I said... You know, because of Thanksgiving, I've never heard a louder noise in my life. I was like, "That's," I was like, "That's like a popsicle joke." <laughs> you, they didn't make a noise until you explained. I had to say, you know, well, joke. I think because of the time in America we're in, they thought that I meant like it's a dangerous time to come from another country, and I was mm. like, "No, no, I'm trying to make a silly joke." Well, plus with the Turkey, the murder of the Turkish or the Saudi yes. Arabian dissident yeah. in Turkey. Yeah, it was probably really fucked up that I made this uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> joke, but <laughs> now that I. I think about all that stuff. 
Um, but I will say, we should say right up top that Tom and I thought that we had a conference call today. Yes. <laughs> so we met up and, uh, we met up in beautiful Times Square. We True. went to two different locations to try and find a quiet enough place for the phone call. We both got on the phone on this meeting and talked to each other. Like, yeah. isn't this funny? Probably for 15 minutes. <laughs> we were standing next to each other like, isn't this funny? We're just talking to each other. They haven't come on yet. Then we realized the call was tomorrow. <laughs> yes. They had to email us and be like, it's tomorrow. And even then I was kind of like, I think they're fucking up maybe, but yeah. nope. It we was us. <laughs> one thing straight though i know you guys aren't like corporate types and whatnot but you you had to take a conference call together and you went to times square That's where I to work. Go, yeah oh, we, we made okay. it a destination it's like yeah, i need to find a quiet place to take a conference call i don't know how about times square That's where the business people are yeah, yeah. we were like let's go to wall street for this call um, well, we were calling elmo so it makes sense <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we both happened to be in Times Square. It was quite a day. Um, but yeah, we were both... I ended up being in Times Square for probably two hours longer than I needed to be. <laughs> I could have been home, resting up, feeling good. I had a, I had a str- crazy weekend in Salt Lake City. You've heard of it. Home of the Mormons or whatever. Yeah, a lot of crazy weekends. Good time. I went to Dave & Buster's this weekend with people. Um, <laughs> I often go to these places alone. Like, I'll go to a Chuck E. Cheese by myself, which Bullshit. people seem upset by. You can't go to Dave & Buster's alone. Dave, <laughs> why, I, I why not? Chuck E. Cheese alone is more it's, Of course it's worse. Well, but I think Dave & Buster's is worse because there's two guys in the name. Perfect rib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, full disclosure, we riffed that before Tommy riffed that before we the show. <laughs> we literally he was I needed bring it to the be... joke back and you couldn't just let him it's have more it. Fun for me this riff. way. <laughs> Wait till you see that joke on After Finish the it? Uh, the Oscars. <laughs> which I'm <laughs> hosting this song. year. <laughs> yeah. Every time you turn it every time you laugh, you turn away your mic and and you I know you're doing it to be polite to the listeners, but yeah. it seems like you're at a comedy show and it's like a laugh. Oh like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm like gotta, no. Like, I had to do it. I have to do it because people. It's the thing I get shit on online for. People fucking hate my laugh. It's not even that I laugh too. Uh, maybe some people think that, but it's genuine when I fucking laugh, so it annoys me. But like, I people either they like my laugh or they really hate it, and so it makes me very self conscious yeah, and my feelings are hurt. Um, whatever. I get shit on online because I'm a cam boy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, oh, like you get shit on on like yeah, you're. People, I thought you were saying like you. digitally they're shitting on you. Nice, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thanks. A well, shit cam boy really huh? undermine Tommy's last two jokes here. I'm not trying to undermine that joke. I was trying to uh, fully uh, realize it. I was trying to. <laughs> this you know, is in Salt Lake City, man. <laughs> it's in Salt jokes. Lake City. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I oh, but in, I went to Dave and Buster's. I had a little uh, incident where I bought like a thirty dollar card and lost it immediately. Like I went to play this uh, this Nintendo game, the like Mario Sonic All Stars game, which sucks and it's very expensive. Right. But I was dominating at it. I got a new world record in the javelin throw. That's what they said. I don't know if that's actually a thing. I think that's just like if you win, that says that. But. uh it said I got the new world record, so suck it, idiots. And I was um, at the strip club. They said I was the handsomest guy they'd ever seen. <laughs> um, that would be so condescending. <laughs> they did that. Uh, you'd, I'd like lose my erection. I think if they said something that blatantly, like, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I lose. I think I leave my card in the little uh, Sonic machine. I go to go play basketball, and then I come. I'm like, oh shit! I lost my card. I guess I like was reaching around my pockets. I couldn't find it. 
and I'm in front of the basketball game. So then I run back. There's a family there, and they're like, we didn't see your card, but they're looking at each other oh, suspiciously shit. in my mind. Um, <laughs> but then I'm like, all right, whatever. I walk back to the basketball game. There's a card sitting right in front of the basketball thing. And, you know, I keep all my shit in my jean pockets loose. So yeah. when I pull my phone out, oftentimes cash will just fall out of my pockets. You might want to follow me around. <laughs> I'm like in a Mario party when you, like, punch a guy and the money flies out. Like, I just do that all around town. Um, but, yeah, uh, I find a card right in front of the thing. I pick it up. I'm like, this must be my card. I put it in the basketball thing. Then I hear, as I'm playing basketball, I see this family walk up, and this little boy is like, I don't know where it is. And his mom's like, well, you better fucking find it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, no. I think this must be this kid's card. And so I'm like, I'm finishing, I finish up the basketball game, and I have a moment of like, I can't sleep at night if I keep this card yes. without checking to see if this is what. So I, I stop, and I'm like, hey, did you guys lose a card? You told the magician. What's that? that is this your card? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, I did pull. I did pull the magician. Um, yeah, I. I go. Is, did, did you guys lose a card? And they're like, yeah. And then I go, look, I lost my card over here too. I so I I I picked this up. I think it's probably yours then. And the mom gave me a really shitty look. Ooh. I think she thought that I just stole the card. It made it left me very unsettled. That family played you like a tune, man. You're right. They, they probably they, saw me they pick stole up the card. Your first fucking card. You got picked up. They somehow, they lost, one of the little boys lost another card. Yeah. And you, out of your fucking virtue signaling ass, like, oh, wow. white guilt thing. I'm not trying city. to virtue signal, and I'm half white <laughs> asshole. You're half Indian. Yeah. 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 I just said here on this podcast that you wouldn't be able to fall asleep at night if you Yeah, but could it. you? you had already yes, I had already lost my fucking card. Yeah, but it's figure... not my card, and the little boy was getting yelled at, and he looked so sad. Well, did the card have more money on it than the one that you That's lost? The, I think it was comparable. That's the thing. I couldn't tell. Well, it see, was close enough that I couldn't tell. Because I was thinking that maybe, like, they're like, they tried to take your card, like, and get away with Bobby, it. Bobby, talking you... to the microphone. <laughs> Am I not talking to <laughs> no, the microphone? No, there. Now you're talking to the microphone. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought perhaps. They had you left the car. They took the car. They thought they got away with it. You called them out and said like, oh, "I think I left my card over here." And they're like, "Nobody left the card." And then they sent like a someone over there to put a card by where you were playing earlier. And happened. then you gave that card back too, like a complete sucker. Fuck, I think you're right. We should go, let's fly to Salt Lake City, beat the shit out of that kid, and then go to Turkey and get some hair loss. Hell shit. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here today to talk about Randy Newman, and uh, also, by the way, I want to say. We apologize for the hiatus. Uh, this it's time been it's real. Seven <laughs> days since the last episode. Well, we there well, we was didn't apologize hiatus. for the actual. Hiatus. I did. I apologize. I to the intro. I didn't did I that. not apologize? No, I oh, so. I'm sorry. Well, well you didn't I say it to. in the funny way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was serious. Yeah. I was like, it was that that lot. If you haven't listened to the live episode, go back and listen to that ASAP. It's a very fun episode. Uh, it was a pain in the ass to put together because it was like sixty files that I puzzled together. And it's not complete, but it was very fun. Uh, we're going to do another one for the uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn Podfest, Podfest January thirteenth. Yes, come through, baby. Nice. Um, but today we are here to discuss the Toy Story man himself, <laughs> Randy Newman. So we we opened with the Family Guy clip uh, on purpose because that's one of like that's like the main example of 
why he like him getting made fun of that people our age think of you know what i mean yes because it was the one that we were a little on the fence about like is he hate enough but then yeah it's someone that like in our circles no one hates him but if you look online if you just google like randy newman sucks it's a lot oh it's a lot people yeah. hate randy newman if you really if you look around there was a blog i almost uh, paid money just to subscribe to it it's called welcome to the randy newman hate club really people, yeah but you have to pay to be a part of it <laughs> It's a paid service. I almost wild. signed up for it That's just because I thought eight. it'd be funny. How much does it cost? It's like eight bucks a month. A month? Holy yeah. shit. That is so dudes just to officially hate Randy Newman with a group of peers? <laughs> That's fucking insane. That's a crazy that level of That is really hate. wild. Oh, my God. Like, well, see, I feel justified now. You're and, choosing between like Spotify and hating Randy <laughs> Newman? <laughs> um, you're right. I'm going to cancel my Spotify and join that. I'll get just as much uh, joy out of both. Um, I would say people in our circles, like the people, like for instance, when you post on Facebook about it, when I, like, well, we're talking about Randy Newman on the podcast. A lot of people, are, like, then people perk up. It's like I'm supposed to hate this, or, or like, you know, the, the people will iconoclastically be like, oh, Randy Newman's really great. But I think the general consensus of people like our age, even in our circles, like the perception of Randy Newman is the guy that writes the. Pixar songs. Yes. And it's and even more so than that, I think, especially among our circles, is completely predicated on that fucking family guy sketch. Yeah. Where he just it's the guy that sings what he sees or whatever. Uh-huh. And I feel like a little less I feel a more tenuous grasp to my argument now because the the sketch actually is really funny. It's pretty we funny. Like, we I'm kind of laughing. It's at funny. It. Like listen, listen to that. I was like, oh shit, I do remember loving family. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't right. watched it forever. Yeah, exactly. But it's it took a, me back. But I think, but the the sketch itself, it's it's like not tethered in reality at all because they present him to be this guy who just sings what he sees, and it's like, it's not it's yeah, not it's a, not true. It's a faulty it's premise. Not it's not all. what he's like at all. Well, he's all of his all of his songs are from a character. Yeah, yes. they're all unreliable narrators from a character, which is the opposite of literally first person what you see. It's yeah. like the polar opposite of what he actually is as a songwriter. Exactly. Right. He uh, he wrote a thing because he he had this song called so View I wrote from a the thing. Top. <laughs> 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 he wrote a Medium dot com article. <laughs> Uh, he wrote a, a song called, I think it was called A View from the Top. I'm gonna, I wanna oh, it's it Lonely up. at the Top? Lonely at the Top, yeah. and he wrote it for a couple of... Um, yeah, Frank Sinatra, I think, was it. It was Sinatra, and there was somebody else he tried to sell it to also. Damn it, where did this go? It was like a bio about him that I found. Um, sorry, just a second. But within it, they were like, both singers were like, no, we can't do songs that are like a character. That would be really weird. Like, our fans want us to... Sing songs about you know, right? Our, like, like from like our own perspective. Yeah. Um, damn it! This is so insane. I was just oh, here we go. Artist facts. Okay. Um, he had an epiphany when he wrote that song uh, because he gave it to Sinatra or Barbara Streisand. He thought oh, they'd wow. want to do it. It's like a satire. Uh, Streisand explained that her audience wants her to mean what she sings. Newman realized that most of the listening public feels that way. But that's not his style. From that point on, he knew he would never have mass appeal as a solo artist. Wow. It's interesting because I think that he's right. Like, it's very hard to write as a character and have people relate to you. You know, and hard to do it well. And like that, like someone was saying too. And it's pretty like his most famous song is "Short People," mm-hmm. which is written from a character, and it's a basically a, like a commentary on the arbitrariness of. You know any sort of prejudice, yeah. you know, and but it was like controversial, like yes. it got 
you know, letters about it. Like they wouldn't play it on certain radio stations or whatever because they thought it was mean. Like and hateful. it's like so obviously the opposite of what the fuck people are yeah. accusing them of. There's literally you know? a video I saw and it, 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 it's part of this documentary where there's literally, it's like people throwing eggs as well at a picture, like short people throwing eggs at a poster of Brandy Newman. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah it's really funny. That let's, is incredible. Let's hear some clip? of short people uh, and then we'll play the clip. Okay, right? great. This is short people. I'm going to skip a little. Actually, no, the beginning yeah, is Insanely scary. catchy song. the end of the song yes offensive <laughs> but there's a turn you know I don't, I does don't it come right now that, I thought that it was really like no no, no the chorus is totally different yeah we should listen to it yeah yeah we should listen I know I know who it yes. is do you know it's much do you know who it is Tom I don't know who that is who is that can you guess because we both know we've done an episode a band we've done an episode about. It's not Steely Dan, is it? No. 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 Is not, a, not a bad guess. It is the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Don Henley, right? Yeah, I forgot. I read. I actually read that earlier and completely forgot. Yeah, I think they they contributed on like on, I think two of his albums a significant portion. Uh, let's listen to that clip that you sent so over this is to from, me. Give me just a second. Uh, John Ronson, who is a, a great writer, who's read some books I really enjoy, and he makes documentaries. Also, he made like a thirty-minute thing for a TV show he used to do. It's kind of like a love letter to Randy Newman, and this oh, is really? a little clip from that where he's oh, interviewing shit. him and he's talking about it. This is going to take me a minute to find. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was very funny. Well, Ron, uh, John Ronson, I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. No, I'm not. He has a very distinctive, weird voice. So uh, we'll hear it in this clip, but. Uh, first of all, he did a, he did an audio series called The Butterfly Effect about Pornhub that's like incredible, <laughs> but it's so funny to listen to it because he says porn. He goes, porn. <laughs> that's what he says every time. He goes, and he's just like, how did you get into porn? <laughs> and he's just so, he's coming every time. Yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> so it's very bizarre, but but then even like in the comments of this video, who sent us this uh, doc? I sent it. Oh, it's Jim, James James Fritz. Fritz. Uh, okay. In the comments on this of the YouTube of this little documentary, someone wrote like, "This interviewer is a creep, and the BBC should be ashamed of themselves." <laughs> <laughs> like based only on his voice, he doesn't say anything like untoward. <laughs> just, just because of how creepy it sounds when he sounds, says bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even bored. He literally, it's just him talking about Randy Newman, and some guys like, "Oh, this guy's a deviant." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was on, not on the Pornhub. No, no, this was on the just on the Randy Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would make more sense. Dealt Randy a cruel blow in the late nineties. 1970s oh with his biggest hit. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. They got little hands, little eyes. They walk around telling great big lies. They got little noses and tiny. 
the nasty little feet Well, I don't want no short people Don't want no short people Don't want no short people around here So, you take that at face value I don't know how you could Because no one is that nuts No one has that <laughs> peculiar phobia Or that peculiar... Uh, uh, Animus against short people. There's no cabal, you know, saying, you know, let's, uh, we're having meetings against short people. So funny to hear him but, uh, uh, voice after singing. You know, I ended up having to say sometimes, well, it's, it's, they'd say, it's about prejudice, isn't it? And I'd say, yeah, it's about prejudice. It wasn't about anything. It was, it's about a lunatic. You know? <laughs> and, it, and it made the news, didn't it? It went short. Went oh, yeah, short. it was like a fad. It was like, if you're going to have a hit, it's like I was punished. It's the worst kind of hit you could have. It was like noisy money, and it was uh, people were throwing darts at my, you know, at parties. They throw pies at my picture and burning the album. And what? These people are having fun, Maybe and they're short. A party and throwing it's a, a short people a party for a short people song. Yeah, that's what I was talking about before. It's people throwing shit at a picture. That's so funny. That's, people throwing darts at Randy Newman is so funny. I just love it. He goes, yeah, people are like, it's about prejudice. He's like, yeah, sure. But it's about a lunatic. I thought that was such a funny line. Yeah, that's really yeah. funny. I love that he's like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you do, and he's like, he's like, if you take it at face value, I don't know how you could. But it's also true that it's like, if you take it at face value, yeah, it's just like goofy, dumb fucking song. Like, it's a... It's a it's a bouncy, silly, goofy song. And literally the chorus contradicts the verses. Yeah. So it's like even if you are taking the lyrics for what they mean, it's like, well then you're ignoring half of the lyrics. Exactly. Too. Yeah. And the chorus, you know, like the the part that holds it together. Yeah, for it, sure. It is funny though, like some of the stuff he's saying, you're like, I think you might mean some of that. <laughs> I don't know. They're little well, eyes. <laughs> that's the beauty of Randy Newman, and, and this is where I think it gets like a little more. And I don't know if we're jumping into it too early or whatever. But like, I think the true artistry of him is that he's commenting on all this shit, but and he's commenting it from the perspective of a character, but he does not completely remove himself of it. There's ambivalence throughout, and it's like, and he's culpable. In the you know he's not a, he's not a, a white person saying white people do this he's a white person saying we do this right you know right and including myself and I think and to your point it's like there is a little bit of nastiness in it uh-huh. and that's what's interesting too but it's not like he's it's kind of like Andrew Dice Clay except on a different on a different end of the spectrum of it but it's like it's a character. It's yucky. You're supposed to think the guy's yucky, but you're also supposed to know that he's really commenting on the yuckiness, but you're also supposed to know he's also a little bit yucky. Well, it's yeah. like we just saw Alex Cameron, who does yes. a very similar thing, yes. uh, who's great. Incredible. But yeah, he has that song Marlon Brando where he keeps saying, you know, he's like using... The new F word. Yeah, the new F word. Yeah. Right. But it's like he is a character in the song, and he said, he comments on it before he plays it, but it also is that same thing. And I yeah. think the, he, his the fact that he has to comment on it before he plays it, it's just it's kind of a sign of the times that I don't think it's good or bad. I don't 
comments on, you know, like, oh, it's such a shame that they got to do this. But he does have to say, like, by the way, I'm saying the F word here. Yeah, people will Ironically, get upset. from a character perspective. Well, Randy Newman you know? does that, too, when he plays yes. Rednecks. He actually says. Oh, I, yeah. I was listening oh, to an interview with him. He gives a commentary He does give now. a commentary. He's like, I have to. And it's like, Dude. I'm not upset that I have to. I'd rather do it. But it's yeah. just like. I let's play, play, we'll play. We now. should play yeah. Rednecks, yeah. and okay. there's there's some there's something in the song facts that's kind of funny to me. But <laughs> Tr- trigger um, warning, yeah, trigger warning. Uh, he does say the N word in the song, uh, and here we go. Song TV show with some smart ass New York Jew, and the Jew laughed less dramatics, and the audience laughed less dramatics too. Well, he may be a fool, but he's our fool. And if they think they're better than him, they're wrong. So I went to the park and I took some paper along. And that's where I made this song. We talk real funny down here. Drink too much, we laugh too loud. A specific shot at LSU. <laughs> <laughs> um, the song facts. Those. I just like the way they write this. They say the dreaded N word shows up eight <laughs> times in this song. <laughs> the let it slip or something, <laughs> making for some uncomfortable. Like it's the listening. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the movie for Christmas. <laughs> the dreaded N word. <laughs> Uh, it makes for uncomfortable listening in mixed company. Not a great sentence. Oh, God. Yeah, com- not a oh great my sentence. God. This is on songfacts.com. Now, in uh, beer company, it's <laughs> What's crazy company. is, so this is a Newman. This is from Newman. It's uh, It always, he said Newman. this in Uncut uh, in 2003. <laughs> <I had to> <laughs> uncut. <laughs> uh, and Uncut is, of course, a circumcision magazine. <laughs> uh, the dreaded circumcision. <laughs> He said, it always bothered me when that word went by, but I needed the word in that song. There was no other way to do it. And I do the song everywhere, and people get it. It's kind of complicated in that when you've got a big word like that, you've got to be careful it doesn't blast out the next minute and a half. Uh, and what that song is talking about is the Southerner complaining that the North pretends to have uh, moral superiority in their racial behavior. And 30 years later, the North is still segregated. L.A. is segregated. I don't see black people in L.A., then it feels it's like, like a he, sixth sense thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see black people in LA. Um, yeah. Uh, he, it feels like he wrote some of these song facts because then it says, This song goes over well, very well in the South when Newman performs it. Most members of his, of his audience know not to take it literally and often know at least one person like the guy Newman is singing about. <laughs> feels, and also in the song facts for short people, it says, 
Newman is not a short person. He's about six feet tall. <laughs> Why is that important? I love how the, the, the southern people, the southern audience is like, yeah, we know at least one person that says the N-word. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. at least – everyone knows at least one guy that says the N-word. But also, there's no way for him to know what they're cheering for. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? Right. There's no way like they're cheering like, we understand the nuance. <laughs> it's, it's, it could go either way. It's like when a, a comic has like racist jokes that are – that are like ironic, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "No, the people get it." But it's like some of them could just be laughing at racism. Oh, you don't yeah, know that, sure. Sure. like Dice Clay. I mean, like yeah. especially in the, the arena oh, shows yeah. and shit, for know? sure. And that, and I think the Southerners could be cheering on that song too because that is another one of those like sort of dichotomous songs where, on the surface, he's painting the, you know, the Southerners as idiots, or too dumb to, make yeah, it, blah blah blah. But the the whole end of the song is about how. The black people in the northern states are free, but they're free only in the ghettoized versions. Of sure, the I, I like that message. That yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah. it's a, it's a very intelligent uh, way. But of putting things, still, but, but again, you know, can't really jam it in the car, you know. And I can't <laughs> yeah. even, I can't turn it up at home either because it's like I'd have to like write every one of my neighbors a fucking note, <laughs> you know, if I want to turn the song up because you. The, the time is passed. That that's why you're using headphones all the time. <laughs> So I uh, at my work I can't I can't wear headphones while I'm at work but I can like play music from my computer speakers oh, and that's fine. Oh boy! Yeah. So then I was like listening to the playlist all day and then I would just have to be like hovering over the volume every time this song was going on. Like God damn it! I can't get fired for Randy Newman. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Um, we have a lot to get to because we have some voicemails and stuff. I do want to say let's listen to Jared's voicemail before we get too deep into here. Who I just uh, spent a whole weekend with. Oh. Yeah, was great. Tommy was uh, at the Comedy Attic uh, in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. How was it, Tom? So fun. Yeah, opening shows. for Megan Gailey's yeah. album recording. Look out for that album in I think March or April. Hell yeah, cool. Special Thing Records, yeah, a so great, uh, great record label. They put out Kanane's album. They put out some real legendary shit. Uh, so check that out. Um, this is the opinions of Jared Thompson uh, <laughs> for our segment. They went to Jared and they. Is we? <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's this week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Randy Newman. I know that uh, Tom has labeled me as this sort of like snobby curmudgeon of music, and I think that like a regular music fan would not think that. I think that um, I've got a pretty normal palette for music. I think that I like a lot of different types of music, and I do think that people would probably guess that I love Randy Newman, and I I have a strong like for Randy Newman, but he's not bulletproof. Um, you know, one of the great things about Randy Newman, much like Johnny Cash did with Rick Rubin, is that he sort of reinvented his career with the songs that he's done for Pixar, and a lot of that has been really great. Really, most of it has. But one of the things that I strongly dislike about Randy Newman is also something that I don't like about Bob Dylan, which a lot of the songs just seem like that he's just like making it up as he goes along. It's just talking and just, you know, and even some of the songs that are easier to listen to are kind of silly and sappy. Uh, I think, you know, he's definitely important to music and I think he's done a lot of really good stuff, but I don't know that I think that he's like as elite as some other people might think. Um, He's got some really great songs. Um, I listen to a lot of his albums 
you know, pretty regularly, but there's some embarrassing shit in there. So, yes, I like it. Yes, it probably helps that it's older and music was just better at a, at a different time. But I still don't think that it's, you know, certainly nothing elite. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't label him as, like, one of the greatest, you know, artists ever. But I do like it. Anyway, uh, good luck. Every, I don't know why I said that. All right, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Uh, thank you, Jared. I like that Jared acts like I painted this picture as if people can't just listen to the podcast and hear him tell people to kill themselves and stuff for listening to Bare Naked Ladies. That's fucking. That was the worst review I've ever heard. That's complete fucking bullshit. What? It was. You want to do limestone? Listen, I'm sorry. Like he said, he he literally said, "Yeah, everyone thinks he's this great lyricist, but there's some embarrassing shit there." Gave absolutely no fucking examples of any embarrassing shit. No, no, no. And then, and his sole problem that he cited with him. Is what is cataloged in the fucking Family Guy sketch that we just watched? There's a whole reason he didn't we were know we were going to do that, though. To be in, in his of defense, course, yeah, but Tom, he, so he, he was didn't right. know that we were going to do that. But that's all everyone knows about Randy Newman. Yeah, that's yeah. why I suggested Randy Newman. All right. he, the only beef he cited was the fucking thing from the Family Guy. I listened to a bunch <laughs> of his albums. I listened to him regularly. Really, it didn't sound like it. No. I, uh, I will say I did think he was right in that I did think he was going to love Randy Newman. I thought so, too. Because I think because he loves Pixar I, because he loves so Pixar, Pixar yeah. so I thought. By the way, did Bob you guys Dylan know? Bob Dylan does just write what he sees a lot of times. Bob yeah. Dylan does that shit. Have you seen the Bob Dylan Pixar movies, by the way? They're, <laughs> uh, they're very depressing <laughs> yeah. and very Christian. Yeah, um, you got to see Hurricanes. <laughs> did you guys know? So I knew that Randy Newman made those, like, <laughs> those Pixar uh, soundtracks and stuff. I didn't realize that he made music for uh, Meet the Parents and for Seabiscuit. And I I actually and found Pleasant some songs. Oh, yeah. I found some songs uh, that he that he made for Seabiscuit. Oh. It's a uh, you got a horse in me. You got a horse in me. Toby McGuire, don't don't you see? You got a horse in me. That was from Seabiscuit, and I also have one from Meet the Parents. This is from Meet the Parents. You can't milk a cat. You can't milk a cat. So I think that Jared's right is my point. Uh, those <laughs> that, songs... This is the first time that a bit has ever made me violently cough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a, it was really nice to watch you adjust your own volume on it too as you were. Going what are you talking it. about? I was playing Randy Newman's <laughs> music. It is crazy though. That I mean, he's so prolific over fifty years. Yeah, I mean, most of its movie soundtracks. Once you get to like nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. it kind of stopped. I mean, he made. Yeah. Like, I mean, he made an original album last year, but I feel like his albums are like ten years in between. Yeah, and the movie soundtracks are like yeah, way more and the, frequent. The album, I think, he just makes a whole bunch of money on the movie such Like his brother yeah. is Thomas Newman. I think is like an Oscar award. It's a family so business. I found that fascinating because yeah. I, I listened to his uh, WTF, and like three of his uncles were film composers like by trade so he literally thinks of it as like it's like for him like going to work at his dad's store like he's like yeah he's like almost embarrassed that he's doing it too because everyone else around him is doing it exactly like he doesn't think he's like creative like he's Uh like it's really interesting yeah i think there was a quote i saw where he had to have don henley like tell him like no you're really good man yeah (laughs) Yeah, for sure like he didn't believe it and before he was he was selling his songs so like i think that harry nilson um oh my god the kid that New York. I'm starting to talk like New York. Harry, Harry Nilsson, <laughs> Harry Nilsson. The album where he sings. I think it's Randy like, Newman. Called I, Harry Nilsson sings Newman. Yeah, Nilsson yeah. sings Newman or something. I think that's 
either before Randy Newman's first ever album or like af- before his second one or something. Like way too soon for something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. So he was like writing for people beforehand. So someone pointed this out on the Facebook, but it is a really funny moment where Yeah, someone, let's go to Facebook. Where Mark Barron literally goes, but you like writing songs. And he goes like, no. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, no, like but you do. Yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, it. that's another reason I like I so uh, identify with him is because, well, first of all, we have the same birthday. Oh. And, yeah, wow. did I, what is it? it? November 28th. It's coming up. Five oh, days yeah. after mine. What are we hey. doing? I'm gonna. I'm. Hey, I'll tell you what we're doing. We're recording Blake Burkhart's album recording at CYSK. Oh, Come see nice. me, Timothy O'Toole, yeah. Chicago. Hell yeah, I love Blake. But Blakey Burks, I love he, the man. Um, but like, I feel that way too about like, like even like comedy and shit. I don't enjoy writing at all. It's not a fun process for me. Do you mm. like writing? No, I like performing. But yeah, yeah, yeah like for sure. Sitting and yeah. writing is sitting and writing. A chore, I feel yeah. like shit half the time. Only if I like. There's every once in a while I'll get into a groove where I'm like, oh, I'm having fun. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah. Um, most of the time it's like if I test something out and it works, I'm like, okay, now I'm having fun. Yeah, that's yeah. the fun part. Yeah. I, before we go to Facebook, I have one quick more, one quick anecdote about the WTF episode, which everyone should listen to. It's really good. Is it uh, recent? It, it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, it's I actually, think I think it's, it's pretty old, actually. Oh, okay. I don't think but I've heard in the uh, in the intro, he says, he goes, you know, I don't usually do this, but this is a perfect marriage. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he goes, you know, I reached out to his representation just kind of to see if you know Randy would ever want to hang out because we had such a fun talk and maybe we could like. Go have like a monthly lunch or something, and she said she would pass the message along. <laughs> and I was like, "This is the most embarrassing thing I've Man. ever heard." It seems like it seems like Mark Maron was very ill in that impression. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, Man, you yeah, can't that's say that. really oh, funny. It's so embarrassing. That's, why would he put that out into yeah. the world? <laughs> just so you know, uh, he didn't give me his number, but I did. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, so funny. I did email. The that's woman. really yeah. funny. Yeah, we actually hit up Randy Newman t- earlier today because <laughs> we were doing the podcast. And, uh, he hasn't gotten back to us. You, you want to play two K? <laughs> um let's see so on the book tomo we got we're gonna go to facebook as with every week uh we posted or i posted uh we're talking about randy newman on the podcast today and we support facebook we should say that That is everything they do most important part Uh, everything that they do Mm -hmm. we are in support of platform good company matter how good bad or indifferent it's the free market yeah exactly exactly uh, Tommy Mack writes, uh, please no one comment. He's got a friend in me or any shit like that. <laughs> let's see if anybody did. Um, let's see. Patrick Lynch writes, short people equals a classic case of people misunderstanding satire. We covered that. Um, Patrick McDonough, a lot of pats in this, uh, in this thread. Irish chain. Good old boys is an interesting record. Um, James Dismissive. Fritz writes that Randy Newman is a genius. James Fritz, the, our only verified commenter. <laughs> He's Facebook verified. Thank you, James, for putting that video in Thank the comments. Thank you, buddy. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Quazala writes the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony hadn't been in LA for 20 years, but it was there for 2013 when Randy Newman happened to be in the class of inductees. The whole night started out with this performance, one of my all time favorites and it's him uh i think playing i love la with uh with jackson brown and with brown and tom petty and john and uh, as he pointed out in his comment the first the person opens up this video with an image of calvin in like a dodgers hat pissing on the angels logo (laughs) so you piss freaks will eat that up (laughs) it's just such a funny thing hey i have this really cool live rock performance here's calvin That'd be that's so funny, like the liberty that you have if you, if you have footage like video. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, 
fuck you, Dodgers, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's so funny. Uh, Jake Waters writes, great songwriter. I'm like 99% certain most people dislike him because of that dumb Family Guy sketch. Uh, he doesn't write observational songs. Most of his stuff is st- satirical. That's right on the money. Micah Brucey writes, should I email you the song I made that's David Lee Roth's Running with the Devil vocals over the weird circus music part of I Love L.A.? Yes, no. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron Wine- Weininger writes, How tall is Randy Newman? He better be at least 6'4 to be talking about short people that way. He ain't. By the way, love He's his almost. salad dressing. Um, Aaron, he is six foot tall. Uh, I also read 5'10 somewhere. I think he's kind of a... uh, He's like a basketball player. He's like a basketball player who lies about his height, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Pat Godwin has a picture of himself with... That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, with him, and uh, he's sitting in with him. I can't play this from my computer because it'll stop the recording, but uh, if you go to my Facebook, you can see these clips that are real fun. Um, Let's see. Tim Platt says, The World Isn't Fair is one of my favorite unreliable narrator songs. Well, shit. See, all the people showing off trying to look cool commented. I want some people to talk sh- some shit about them. Yeah, let's see. Oh, Liz McNamara. Just wait till he dies. Of the McNamaras yes. says, I get that short people is satire, but it's not funny and has been used <laughs> by not funny people for decades as a lazy reference when they meet a short person. And, and no, I'm not bitter about being 4'11". Why do you ask? It's something our family still didn't ask. <laughs> 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 that is funny. Like, so... Is that your sister? Yes. Yeah. My so sister, she's yeah. she say that like it's been used by not funny people when meeting short people. So like, do you think in the seventies or whatever people would like meet someone short? They'd be like, show people got a hundred percent. Just like oh, absolutely, yeah. really? Oh, for sure. Like whenever I meet uh, an African American person, I start singing <laughs> oh, rednecks. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Shit. Um. Let's see here. That's fucked up. <laughs> I also have a really quick tangent. Uh, I was at a wedding, uh, and I was one of the groomsmen, and they made the groomsmen be arranged by height, and I was the shortest one. And then in the church for the wedding, uh, the three shortest groomsmen had to be in a separate pew with like no one else, and we just looked like losers. <laughs> That's really funny. It's like you're at the kids' table. People kept calling us the JV team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it ruined my whole weekend. That's <laughs> that is uh That's fucked you up. Know what that, you know what the, what the real villain of that is? Overpopulating the grooms. How many fucking groomsmen were there? Ten. Ten. See, that's far too many. You gotta cut it at five. You think? Yeah. I was engaged once, baby. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Talk right, about man. that. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. You know, I will say, it, like, I'm really proud of myself thus far. I shouldn't like, I shouldn't jinx myself, but every time I'm on a podcast, I usually say something about my ex fiance, ex girlfriend, or father that they end up hearing, oh, and shit. then um, call me about, it and I have to beg the podcaster to take it down or take my name <laughs> off. So so far, I think I'm. I mean, of course, there has been the N word uttered by a white person four times on this. Oh show, right, but- Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get a call from Randy Newman's girlfriend. Like, you got to take this episode down. <laughs> Oh, another tangent. Uh, wow. George, Ooh, George, George Hamilton. He's tan? <laughs> He's a tangent. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's an actor. I was I was trying oh, to think oh, of a oh. famously tan man. Oh, I literally thought that was the next Facebook commenter who no. happened to be tan. <laughs> nope. Um, I, it was just a forced, uh, <laughs> <Nice>. forced bit. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Who would be the first person you think of when you think of a tan man? A tan gent? I, I was George thinking of George Clooney, too, but he's not as tan all yeah, the time. Yeah, but he's not like a... a, a Famously like tan. distractingly tan. Right, right. Yeah. George Hamilton is the tan gent. <laughs> who, who would you pick? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I couldn't no think of... No one comes I was, to mind. Yeah, yeah like for... Because I was thinking it had to be like a white guy. Cause of course, yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, look. I do want to play this song that Melissa uh, Melissa Ann wrote on uh, put on here because it's pretty short and I listened to it and I enjoyed it. Uh, and she said it's one of her all time faves. It's called Happy. Let's see if this plays. It's the Pharrell song. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to I've do never with the heard episode. It I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I had a great big heart on for the whole human race. I love everybody and I want you to know. Got the world by the balls and I won't let it go And I don't give a damn if they take me away Cause I'm so fucking happy He's so fucking happy I'm so goddamn happy love that it's I short like that and sweet too. it yeah. makes me happy i like it uh so yeah thanks melissa that was a good little uh little thing dave fritton writes my favorite wtf moment is when randy newman says he doesn't really like songwriting you wrote the, you wrote or you mentioned that uh and mark maron tries to convince me does and i love your comment on this well you responded i know you mean wtf the podcast but it's funny to think of you sincerely being like okay this is a wtf moment because that was <laughs> like go, a, they used to do buzzfeed lists like yeah. that where there'd be like the five most wtf moments from the <laughs> Oscars, <laughs> like Dave Britton just being like, okay, when he said <laughs> that was a WTF moment. Uh, Joel Kim Booster writes, why did Randy Newman write a song called Korean Parents? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to listen to it now. Yeah, we got to find that. I don't have it that's, pulled up I th- here. But we'll I think up. that's on one of his newer albums, and I think it's... <laughs> I think it's about. <laughs> I think really it's funny. really about Korean parents and being demanding academically. Oh no, or it's like, oh, that's not yeah. his song to sing. <laughs> no, probably not. Let's look it up. That is when he gets into Tarantino territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tarantino territory. Territory. Yeah. Uh, it'd be great if it was just like Scarantino the parents don't understand the song, but he just throws Korean in there. Korean parents just don't understand. Neighborhoods are dangerous. I'm so nervous. Public schools are bad. Oh no. Only our distractions So irresistible The hours fly by No work is done Some Jewish kids still trying Some white kids trying to Millions of real American kids Don't have a clue Righty on the lot. All right. We got the, That's uh, enough. We got the gist. Yeah. 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 Well yeah. done. You're just going to name every... You bored him to, to stop the song before he said anything I, insulting in the pod. It took so long. To make long. a song offensive and boring <laughs> is pretty impressive. Well, it's not proven offensive yet. <laughs> I, I, I can't yeah. remember what the lyrics were exactly. <laughs> I did hear one, the one interesting thing I read about him was that, so he's Jewish, but he was never, it was never like a part of he's his like life. He's like atheist. Yeah, yeah, he's atheist. And even when he was a kid, like his parents like were not... Like they didn't practice yeah. at all. Uh-huh. So there's a story where he got. That's why they're not very good at it. <laughs> he got invited to like a debutante ball, and then the girl's father made the girl like uninvite him because he was Jewish. Like called him oh, a Jew, and he said like, "What's a Jew?" Because he didn't know. He, oh, like shit. he literally didn't. It wasn't part of his life. That wow! Moment. Wow! Yeah. That's wild. Man, that's crazy. an interesting man. 
for sure. Um, do you guys want to hear that song from Meet the Parents again? Or <laughs> uh, that that uh, ends our Facebook. Uh, we went to Facebook. We also have a very special segment this week Ooh. because uh, we, of course, uh, we talked to Bobby Condon today, and we decided that we he would do uh, Randy Newman. But we, there's a comic uh, from New York who we love who uh, who has a very popular bit about Randy Newman about how much he loves him. That is Jordan Temple, and I, he's in L.A. right now. I was going to ask him to come on. He loves L.A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to have him come in too, but uh, because he couldn't, he sent in some voicemails, kind of to uh, to offset Jared's, I guess. So let's hear some of those right now. That's good. Okay, this is Jordan Temple. Well, that's uh, that was a lot of value, Jordan. At the risk of sounding too genuine, I want to preface uh, my defense of Randy Newman by saying the other day a friend of mine called me Randy Nubian, and it's the first time anyone's ever understood me. I should also say I'm black. Um, Randy Newman is the only artist of our generation of a certain age that I think understands the totality of the human condition. He is amazing. Um, I also think not only does he have range in terms of writing Toy Story and doing a bunch of Disney uh, songbooks and whatnot, but he also has um, a really soft spot for people in Louisiana. People... I think a lot of people don't typically think about old people. He has a song. He has a song called uh, "Old Man," which is about this guy. He's old man who uh, is being visited by his son, and is being reminded by all the things that his his uh, he taught his son, but he's not cognizant to hear it, and it's super depressing. Um, but that's what makes Randy Newman so important to Americana, is he can make you cry, he can make you laugh. I met him, he's fucking great. What? Well, he, uh, he was actually pretty, whatever. He was, um, pretty tired after the show. He did all the hits. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say than that. I love Randy. Randy Newman forever. You think Randy's Hope listening? Hope he's resting well. He's alive. Bye. Oh, so I want to understand there's, there's the premise a little better. Is what am I defending him <laughs> against? Like, why would anyone think that they could say anything bad about Randy Newman, the great Randy Newman? I don't know. Hmm. What else should I say? George should rest well. <laughs> All right, I think that's. I don't uh, know, but <sighs> there was one more. Oh, thing. people don't have any old words. Huh? He right, did here. And one more this. thing. <laughs> nah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. That was so I told him to send Jordan. in one minute. <laughs> <laughs> one more that thing. That's it. It's so funny. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you, Jordan. Check out Jordan's bit about. It. He might have done it on Conan. Uh, check out Jordan's Conan. Uh, Jordan Temple, very funny. Uh, with that out of the way, let's. Uh, we have more songs on this playlist. Um, it was Jordan, funny what he said of our generation. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, how old are you? <laughs> of a certain age. That's how we found out that Jordan is seventy years old. <laughs> um, let's hear. Oh, it's still on Korean Parents. Um, 
Let's see. God damn it. Why would it do this to me right now? Okay. uh, The song that uh, Jordan's joke is about is uh, Sail Away. Oh, yeah. By Enya. In America. (laughs) Or Sticks. Get foodie. Won't have to run to the jungle and stuff up on a company buddy. You just sing about Jesus. Drink wine all day. It's great to be an American Ain't no lion or tiger Ain't no mama snake Just a sweet watermelon in the buckwheat cake Everybody is as happy as a man can be I'm aboard, little warm, sail away with me. Sail away. Sail away. We will crawl. Okay, I just okay. want to say one thing. Yeah. Okay? So you said this is the this is not the original version. No, yeah, this is the that like he re-recorded all of like a, or a number of his hits like just himself, just only piano accompaniment. Let's let's play while we're talking. We should play okay. the original under it. I just want to say okay. that like, and I'm not complaining, all right, but I thought that you guys edited in the songs when you listened to them. So this is very jarring for me because it's like you know, like when you're driving in a car and you're like, oh. You got your friends in the car, and you're like, oh, listen to this new song that I really love, this new song or this new band or whatever, and you play the song, and then you have to, like, like That, like, watch painful them. moment. Yeah, 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 you have to watch yeah, them, yeah. listen to it, and, like, really hope that they're liking it. So it's like, I chose what this episode's about. I got to watch you motherfuckers listen to these. But we've like, listened to them already. I, yeah, we've I, listened I, to yeah. them before. That's fine, and, and that's good to know that you're doing your due diligence. But, boy, this, it's a it's a fucking... It's nerve-wracking it for me. It should be. We love yeah, you. Yeah, we love okay. you, buddy. Good. Is this still the same one? I don't know if the yeah, one here. you're go, looking go for. Go to the Sail Away album. Won't have to run through the jungle and scuff up your feet. <laughs> Can I just you play just it? Yeah, 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 for sure. So I'll read some song facts while we do that. Uh, this. Okay, that was fast. Yeah, no facts, bitch. Damn. This is remastered. Okay, it's remastered. I thought that it was a remastered original. How album. was I supposed to know that? <laughs> remastered. 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 DJ Newman. Just I'm, I'm gonna skip forward though. Yeah, those strings do sound similar. I, we already yeah, listened. Listen. What are we gonna listen yeah. to? Fucking no, that's fine, the man. same thing. We didn't even have to play that version. I was just noting. No, I wanted. To, I wanted us to play it. Okay, and I wanted to hear it too. And then Tom skipped to the middle of the song. I also. I, I agree with all of us. <laughs> I think Tom made the right move, and I think we both. I think we all made the right move. <laughs> Tommy, you can't agree with both of us. We're disagreeing. I am a centrist. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Uh, no. <laughs> well, do you remember the, the, the premise of uh, Jordan's joke about it? I don't totally remember. I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not even going to go into it. But I, I mean, do you do you have anything you want to say about it? About his bit? No, yeah, listen to the bit. Yeah, yeah, I think just listen to the bit. But if uh, I butcher a bit. bit, I just do my impression of Rhea doing it. <laughs> 
a Rhea Butcher reference. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, this thoughtful. This is from Song Facts. This thoughtful. This thoughtful austere piano ballad about the slave trade finds Newman's slaver protagonist attempting to convince his African listeners. It's to a climb phrase aboard. you hate to hear too. Yeah. Slaver protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, oh wait, what's the fucking word he said earlier? The like regrettable. The oh yeah, the, the dreaded it. slaver the protagonist. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, to the promised land of America. Newman explained to NPR in a May 8th, 2013 interview, I wrote about slave trade from the view of the recruiter from the slave trade. He's talking, you know, come to America, and then talks about using that, and I didn't under, I didn't another way to do it. I didn't know another way to do it. I don't know what he's trying to say here. I mean, you could say the slave trade is bad, horrendous, or a great crime of the nation, but I chose to do differently. That is a sense. That's a tough sentence. I love yeah. how the way that he explains all the time where he uses like these difficult racial tropes. Is, he's like, I just didn't know any other way to do it. I wondered about using the N-word, but it's like, I didn't know any other way to say black people. <laughs> Look, I had to say lock her up because... <laughs> Yeah. But I do. But I, I think you know. It be, in all seriousness, like that's his his point, and like that's where a lot of the strength of his songwriting lies in the fact that he doesn't take the very easy position to say slave traders were bad and slave was bad and slavery was bad. I really slavery is slavery was bad. He's like he's showing how bad it is from a perspective that you don't normally yeah. see it where it's not just reduced to a cartoonish evil like like Nazis are now it's like not like you don't know anything about Nazis now you just watch the pianists and it's like they're the crazy people they they there's the Jewish man in a wheelchair and they dump them off a balcony and it's just like this cartoonish evil that you can take for granted it's like yeah they were these just you know abject monolith of evil and not human beings yeah. which is actually scary so what you're you know? saying is we need to remember nazis are people too <laughs> and they're actually good at heart uh, <laughs> i will say uh tangent there was a uh, in George this Hamilton? office i'm in yeah. when i started working at it there was a model plane of a german fighter plane from world war ii with swastikas on it uh above my desk <laughs> and i said uh i can't i can't have this here and Where they go oh the, the place i'm working they go, oh you know the guy who used to work here was really into world war ii <laughs> i was like well, that's i mean yeah. that doesn't justify that's really that's <laughs> a really funny way to put like yeah uh, look he liked the nazis because buff. he was a history guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is insane yep. all right let's hear uh i mean We'll listen to a minute of a little bit of "You Got a Friend in Me" just for just for a good time, you know, because uh, that is oh, story shit. four coming soon. That's so weird. Is it really? Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, put yeah, out the trailer. Making it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch it, but yeah. Uh, this is "You've Got a Friend in Me." We all know it. We all love it. And this song is also about the slave. God damn it! I was <laughs> waiting for it to end to say that. <laughs> You've got a friend in me. You've got a. That's enough of that. We love that song. Of course. That's I mean, a, how, can I mean how could yeah. you not love that? And I love how they've 
they've played with it over the years in the Toy Story franchise. Like in the uh, at the beginning of Toy Story three, uh, the uh, song facts right. Uh, it packs an ironic punch when played over the opening credits. The lyrics, as the years go by, our friendship will never die. Fade as we're shown the teenage Andy has forgotten all about his old toy pals. I just got tingly as I read that, to be honest. You know what's embarrassing? Yeah. Just hearing you say that, so did I, and I don't even like Pixar movies that much. Oh, my God. That one is, like, that's tough. Yeah. I'm really surprised they're making a fourth one, but I love it. Um, yeah, toy Story 3 was Toy Story three was incredible. It's so good. Um, really. Oh, my God. It? We got to watch oh, it right now. I saw the first two. Dude, it's the so third, one's, the third, third one, one might be the best one. for sure. It, it, for 100%. me, it goes 312, like Chicago's oh, fine beer. Yeah. Yeah. And area code. Yes, Queen. Um, <laughs> yes, Queen. Uh, yeah, he wrote and recorded this for the Pixar movie, and it became the theme song for the popular franchise. In the first film, Woody, an old-fashioned toy cowboy, voiced by Tom Hanks, buys for the yep, yeah, that's now. what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you're telling you're right. me he's an old-fashioned toy cowboy? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, there's a Lyle Lovett uh, version in the song too, or uh, in the movie too, where they do a duet. That's really fun. And he does that "Love It or Leave It" podcast, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, this song was nominated for uh, for the Academy Award for Best Original Song, but lost to. You guys want to guess? Can you give any hint? Yeah, it was another Disney film. What year? So it was ninety. Oh, was it the Phil Collins one? Uh, let me see here. I believe it was. It was ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Um, ninety five. So yeah, it was probably something Would like that. Be- that. Hercules? The, um, is it Phil Collins? No, it is not Phil Collins. Colors of the Wind. You got it! Oh, Did I get it? You fucking got shit. it! Holy shit, you Hell got yeah. it! That's crazy! Let's go. Oh, Pocahontas. That's yeah, Pocahontas. I Ooh, cannot believe I got it. I'm that genuinely shocked. I can't believe you got it wow, either. That was killer. amazing. Well done. Holy right. shit. This is the best episode. This is the best night <laughs> of my life. Are you guys worried about uh, copyright shit with playing all the songs? Shut up. <laughs> okay, I was... Well, I, it's a very gray area thing. I've read about. It. I don't want to talk about it, but I've read, and it, I think we're fine. But um, so I mean, because like, no it. one would listen to this podcast to hear clips of a song, right? Yeah, like, exactly. So. That's the thing. And it's like if we're talking about the music, I think we're safe. He uh, um, he's a Tony away used... from an EGOT, by the way. Is that right? Oh, really? He has a, oh shit! Yeah, an E Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got the ego. Damn, that's wild. I bet he's gonna get it. I but when? Yeah, well, we have to make like a, a Toy Story musical, which they could do. They could do he that. Did the, yeah. um, the, uh, you would also have to star in it <laughs> as Andy. <laughs> he, she deserves play? that. What's the play with the, with selling your soul to the devil? He did the whole play, and it had like James Taylor, Don Henley on the soundtrack. It was Crossroads. A, no, no, it was something. Oh shit, da, Faustus. Faustus. Oh, he did yeah, Faust, yeah. and that was a big Broadway thing. Well, not big. It was on Broadway, but it, he, I don't think he won anything for it. He should write a song for the Berbeglia show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the new go. one. <laughs> what I should have said is nothing. <laughs> that was a bad impression. This is I Love LA. And fuck the first couple lines of the song. <laughs> a little bit too rugged. You and me. Shit's on New York. Shit's on Chicago. My place. That's messed up. Our towns. Bloomington, Indiana. Of Dodger games, yeah. do they really? And uh, and uh, if they win, they usually play it. Oh wow! This is another thing where it's like completely flies over everyone's head. That, that he's like kind cool of shitting on yeah. LA. Well, apparently this was supposed to be uh, it was a theme for the uh, '84 Olympics. 
but because he says the thing about a bum down on his oh, knees yeah. and big nasty redhead, they were like not interested. That was a, he was asked to write a song. They didn't know that this is what he was gonna write. See, but he put so it out cool. on his own. Yeah, it yeah. is pretty cool that he did that. But it's so funny that he'll sell out for other shit, but he's like, fuck L.A. <laughs> but it's like he, it sounds like he does love L.A. He's from there. Yeah. Well, again, Much like Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody this weekend bought, uh, I brought a couple of the yeah, Stay yeah, By yeah. Your Band koozies with me just in case to Salt Lake City. And this lady read it and goes, Phil Collins is from L.A., huh? <laughs> Hell yeah, that's my people. We <laughs> love <laughs> Yeah, this is More such like a, a distinctly '80s there. song yeah. too, like the production and the synth. Oh yeah, this is weird because these are both facts that on the same page. It says it was Don Henley, a transplant from Texas, who suggested Newman, a native, write a song about Los Angeles. As many of the songs about the city were written by people who weren't from there. What a weird thing to take credit for. Like, he couldn't have thought of the <laughs> to idea. To write a song about a the song. city he's yeah. from. <laughs> you know what you should do, man? <laughs> uh, let's hey, see. Hey, Chappelle, what if you did something? About <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should have a show called Chappelle Show. Now, get this. <laughs> it's your name, your show. That's it. <laughs> That's my idea. Uh, for a while, this was adopted theme song for the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. Another fun well, fact. There you go. That, um, that is. They have a basketball team out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're playing basketball. <laughs> they actually have two. No shit. Yeah, the Clippers play. I hate. It. No, the Clippers play Rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Sterling would like it. <laughs> uh, let's hear the last uh, song on this playlist. Burn on. Oh, this is the intro to uh, Major League, perhaps the greatest Ooh, sports movie I ever made. Love Major League. I don't agree with that, but I love Major League. We'll what do you think is the best sports movie of all time? Uh, Uncle Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Young blood, I agree with you. <laughs> this is a pollution song before pollution songs were cool, too. There's an oar barge winding. Once again, this is the, uh, the other version of the song that's not the album version that Tom picked the wrong one. Not a big deal. We're not going to get into a big fucking. Not sure going to make a federal case too? about it. Uh, this is from the Randy Newman songbook. What yeah. album is this on? Songbook it's is on Sail Away. What's that? It's on Sail Away. There's no need to play it. I'm well, just, you know, you made a fuss. Shit, you made a little fuss. All right. Good. Be and I'm not even going to say that I didn't make the playlist that Tommy did. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's my fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you just kept saying I did it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did think it was you, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't care. I just thought it was funny to mention it. Um, yeah, you know what? Oh, I found it. Uh, sail away, burn on. Here we go. Remastered. So we didn't miss one? No. We played too early on. Ooh, I like this. You're right. This is this Sounds is better. better. It? This is better. Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> Spilled on your little pocket there, your little pouch. Old Stain. Have you heard Old Stain, by the way? It's one of his best songs. Had a chocolate Sunday last week. 
There's an old boy's wings down the Cuyahoga River, rolling in the Cleveland to the lake. There's an old Yeah, yeah, I'm just lowering it while I talk over it. It sounds like you tried to turn it off and Tommy caught you. No, that's not true. And then you just said, oh, no, I was just lowering it. Oh, no, I was just lowering it. Uh, according to uh, C. Godfrey, uh, in Cleveland, they like to think of this song as a sentimental ode to the city, and it's a popular local folk tune. But actually, it's mocking the city, calling early 70s uh, Cleveland the city of light and magic is clearly sarcastic. As the city gets cleaner and more modern, people forget what a smoggy, rusty, nasty, industrial hellhole Cleveland was for 50 years, and the sarcasm gets diluted. It's about how the river literally set on fire from all the fucking pollution. Burn on, big river. Burn on. Burn on, big river. Burn on. It is a good song. What's the best that. sports movie of all time, Tom? That's what I'm, do you think? I'm thinking about Major that League? too. Honestly, you think it's, 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 that is a great, great movie. movie. I think basketball is the best sports movie of all time. I really do enjoy it. <laughs> it's really funny. It's not a real sport is the only problem, no, but no. it's a great it's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's very funny. I mean, I really like. Uh, I, I mean, I'm partial to an I'm partial to Hoosiers only because oh. it's Indiana. But I I don't actually think that's the best sports movie. I just am well, sentimental yeah, to thing, it. Like, as a kid, I'm classic. sentimental to Rudy because I was a Notre Dame right, fan as a sure. kid. So I, but I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it holds up as the best movie best sports movie. I really is like. It, um, is that your favorite though? Rudy is. I don't know. Um, I feel like there's a couple other baseball movies that I like a lot too, though. It's so hard. To, I remember the Titans is up there for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Shit. That's so tough. I love I love a lot of sports movies too. It's I love boxing movies. I've been watching Cinderella I mean, Man Bull over and over. Oh, the Raging Bull! Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And it's the, that one is one, and maybe it's unfair in this, but it, like I feel like it transcends sports movies. Yeah. I just think of that as a movie, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. But that's but it it is a sports movie. I'm gonna I mean. think of one later and be so mad at myself. It's funny because as a kid, I remember, not a kid, but like a teen, I thought Coach Carter, I thought was fucking oh, really? great, but nobody else would put that anywhere near a list. Nope. Well, I've but told I liked you that how I hated real Coach Carter. You hated Coach Carter because I was so mad. I I might have told the story in the podcast where because I had just seen the Friday Night Lights movie, another movie that's really inspirational, and they lose at the end. And then yes. Coach Carter, when I realized they were going to lose at the end, I flipped out. I was like, I can't do this again. <laughs> like I can't again. keep being inspired, and then they yeah. lose at the end. I forgot that they <laughs> lost at the end. Makes me I, so mad. You reminded me. Yeah, Friday Night Lights is probably my favorite. Sport. Sports movie, I it's love that movie, nice. and yeah. that t- and the show is great too. It's just incredible. How how old are you? I'm thirty, and you're twenty eight. Okay, it's just it, it, like some of these those movies. It's funny because they're like shit. Those came out when I was like in college or like in high school. So I don't like I don't. I think I was in high school during Friday Night Lights, classic or something. Yeah, like it's, a, it's an unfair viewpoint, but it's like I was too old when that came out, so I can't think of it as a classic. Yeah, it had to have come out when I was a little kid and was like in awe of shit or something. Yeah, for me yeah. that would be like Angels in the Outfield, which I don't think is a great sports yeah, movie. Yeah, right. You know, it's like fine. I loved Coach Carter because the basketball was so realistic, and usually mm. in sport, especially in basketball movies, they fuck it up somehow. Yeah. Like Hoosiers, it's it's mostly realistic, but there's still some. I mean, that's also '50s basketball or whatever, so it's kind of shitty looking. Baseball is like, another very because they can never find an actor that can throw right regular. Yeah, like, everyone always looks very awkward throwing yeah. a baseball movie. Um, 
the one thing that I really I remember I loved this movie the longest yard the Adam Sandler oh, one yeah. <laughs> I loved it when I was a kid but it made me so mad because it's like whoever wrote it it's like they didn't know how football worked because there's a moment at the end where like the top, the clock is ticking down after Adam Sandler's like snapped the ball and they're acting as if he needs to get into the end zone before the clock runs oh, out. Like it's, it's like basketball. three, yeah, yeah, yeah. two, one. It's like, yeah, the play is already going. That's yeah. not how football works. <laughs> That's how really did funny. Every, how was this a blockbuster one film? That was, yeah, it yeah. made me so mad. That's really funny. It's so That's insane. Weird. Yeah. And like at a, like a pivot, like at the climactic scene. It literally the most important scene in the movie. It's insane. How it's crazy. Wow. It made me so mad. I was like, how can this be? But it is a fun movie. <laughs> you know, this is like way off kind of like uh, uh, off well on the subject that we're talking about now it has nothing to do with Randy Newman but it made me think of like um, you know the movie For the Love of the Game with yeah. Kevin Costner I love that movie great movie yeah. it's a great movie and it's a PG-13 movie and where basically the movie is he pitches a perfect game on his last yeah. game right yeah but there's this funny like Hollywood story that there is a scene that they cut from the movie and it's Kevin Costner showering and they show his dick showering and he fought the the ratings board, or, or his producers, I suppose it was, to keep that scene in. But that was the only scene that was making it R. <laughs> so what? they cut it so that they could achieve a PG thirteen so rating. So funny. And Kevin Costner fought to keep his his meaningless cock <laughs> like in the movie. And the rest of the movie, they're saying stuff like, "What the fudge." <laughs> <laughs> Dick is it? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking crusaded to keep his dick that in the movie. So and the best funny. part is that he lost too. It's yeah, like that really says something about his. It's dick. a great movie. Uh, that one's good. I really liked. I like Ten Cup a lot. Ten Cup is great. That yeah, was what I was thinking. Of there's the a movie yeah. I'm forgetting, and it's really bothering Rocky. me. Rocky. I mean, we haven't seen yeah. Rocky. Rocky's good. And Creed's it's not, amazing. Yeah, yeah, Creed is very good. I haven't seen Creed yet? It's really it's good. Damn, I'm like, I know I'm missing one that's driving me fucking insane. It's um, really bothering me. I, I love White Men Can't Jump. Oh, I've never seen I love that. Love and Basketball, but it's not. I mean, love it's, not, it's not a great a movie, movie, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I also loved it's it. Fun, it's a yeah. good rom com, not rom com, a rom. It's sport. a rom. Yeah, it's yeah, it's rom, a rom. Sport. rom sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that we should wrap this thing up. Yeah, if we sport. think of any other sport movies, damn it! If you have one, tweet it at us. How about? <laughs> I how about see, you? like The Natural and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricky of the Year was a favorite as a kid. Obviously, I love obviously not a good movie, but yeah. I yeah. remember wanting to break my arm so bad so that that would happen, and uh, my stepdad did break my arm for me, but it didn't. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> I tried to put anyway. the music back on. <laughs> got a friend in me. stepdad is very violent. Here we go. Um, oh, my stepdad broke my arm. Anyway, no. see ya. Damn it! I like watched one recently. It doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, Mighty Ducks. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's all fun. But um, this was a fun time. Thanks yeah, for coming yeah, on. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Love you. Do you have any, any last I, words before we give our any, ratings? Any last words, um, Bobby? No, I think uh, I think we had. I, I was a little relieved it that you know there was a lot of supporters of Randy Newman out there yeah. because like I feel like I've been in like this this constant crusade like against my friends that like he's worthy like it's like no you you got it all wrong and yeah it's good to know that there are people th- that kind of get it and, and like i'm bracing myself for the day when he dies on facebook like bobby buds what bobby buds will say on facebook <laughs> oh, like, i'm God, gonna have to take right. a break from the day because it's just i know we it's have a rule we don't mention buds. bobby buds on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Not a bad idea. But th- thanks for having me on, guys. Of course, buddy. It's a pleasure. It's awesome. Yeah, we love you. We appreciate you coming in. Tommy, what are your thoughts? Uh, I had a very nice afternoon <laughs> listening to Randy Newman. Like, it was very yeah. enjoyable. Uh, I really like the way he writes songs. Um, I think I thought he was so authentic in interviews in, like, a really refreshing yeah. way. And he's, like, the most self-aware musician I've ever Right about like he is like it's uh, like almost it's like unprecedented yeah how, yeah and how realistic he he doesn't want any like mythos about him he literally is just like uh he's talking about his first album he's like yeah it sold zero copies so I totally changed it for the second album hoping that people would <laughs> like it and he's like yeah. he's not like you know he, he has no like yeah no pretense about what he's doing which I, I think I is, appreciate that that's rare on this show it's, too it's, it's like the very first time rare. we've had something like that yeah. where it's like oh this is just a real guy who's very yeah. talented obviously yes. but yeah. is just like extremely realistic about his process and his life and, and you know, it, sorry to oh, no no you're you, good the, yeah. um, he made that first album Changed it up for the second album, and that second album, Robert Christgau lists as one of the ten best albums of all time. It's crazy, twelve songs by Randy Newman is truly yeah. incredible. Um, so yeah, and I I love his arrangements. I love his chord progressions. I just I like the way he writes music, and uh, I think the only song I didn't like it was uh, I kind of want to look at the list real quick. It was um, yeah, I think "Sail Away" is the one I like the least. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the chorus to "Sail Away" has a very similar melody to "Desperado," oh, which yeah, is like totally. my favorite. The Linda Ronstadt version of "Desperado" is like one of my favorite songs of all time. So hearing something that sounds kind of like it, but yeah. isn't it, makes me mad. Dude, it's so funny. That, it's so funny that you say that about "Sail Away" because my problem with it is that uh, I love the Sticks song "Sail Away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. sail away. That's uh, so really funny. I'll give it one of my higher ratings. I'll give it a five out of six. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to go in that range because I, I really enjoyed it. His voice isn't something that I seek out a ton. I do. I'm very partial to. I mean, there's just a nostalgic ting, tinge from You've Got a Friend in Me. Um, I do. I really like his. I, I like the music, though. It's good. I, I think I'm also going to go five out of six because I a mix between Sail Away and. Uh, and maybe rednecks. I think, yeah, those are the two that I like. It is the thing with rednecks, fully, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, man, it just makes me uncomfortable. Well, here, it's the same thing I know what as the doing. Louis bit and the Louis using exactly. it. And I love you, Daddy. Where it's like you didn't have you say yes. that you had to, but you didn't yeah. have no, to. No, you totally <laughs> exactly. Didn't have to. And so, yeah, I'm gonna go five out of six as well. But I really enjoyed this, and I think uh, I, I know a lot of people were saying that they loved Randy Newman. Randy Newman is not somebody that I knew a ton about before today. I knew a little bit of this stuff just from. Because you're like, oh, it's crazy. As a kid, you're like, oh, it's crazy this guy makes music after yeah, you hear right. him in Toy Story. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. So thank you for bringing it. Uh, Bobby, what do you rate this thing? Fucking six out of six. He's all right. Incredible. Right. He's my favorite. He's my favorite lyricist of all oh, time. Wow. And he's one of my favorite musicians. I have almost all of his albums on vinyl. That's what I've been like yeah. collecting because they're always at used record stores yeah. because people always bring them back (laughs) I've been collecting and I mean he's like one of my favorites and he's got my same birthday does that have something to do with how much I love him probably but what do you think of the HBO show vinyl I did not care for it. I didn't watch it. It's weird. The pilot's great. Yeah, I heard. I heard it was Scorsese directed the pilot, but not the rest. Yeah, but I thought even even the pilot was just like it was just too. It it was too in love with itself and it was trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. you know. Damn. Well, they canceled guys, that midway through, right? Sorry. I think 
they, I, I'm pretty sure they, they aired the, the whole season. season really? But okay. everyone they, hated I thought it. that you were maybe right. They, maybe you're right. You know what? I might be thinking of the one that they canceled, the horse racing one, because Luck, they killed, cause the horses they killed died. too many horses. Yes. Yeah. That was you the David Milch show. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> show's All over. All right, guys. Uh, check out Bobby Condon. Where can they find you? Oh, my God. In New York City, almost nowhere. You could you could find me every Saturday at the open by at fucking Creek in the Cave Power Hour. 7 p.m. See me at, at CYSK on January go to that. 23rd. Chicago people go yeah. to that. Hell no, yeah, the that. New York one on January 23rd. In, in oh, Chicago. I thought you were talking about Blake's thing. Oh, yeah. And see yeah, me and also if you're going to hear this in Chicago. <laughs> Uh, November 28th is my fucking birthday, as well as Randy Newman's. Come on out to CYSK, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Don't say the F word on the show, but you can show your dick. <laughs> uh, I can't say, you I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm making a joke about the Kevin Costner thing. Oh. <laughs> God damn. Uh, anyways, um, me and Tommy, again, will be doing a live Stand By Your Band Battle of the Bands at Union Hall as part of the uh, Brooklyn Podcast Festival. Brooklyn Podfest, yeah. Brooklyn Podfest. Uh, that is January 13th, I believe. January 13th. Sunday the 13th at 8 p.m. Yep. Sunday the 13th. Line Ooh, up spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, this last one was fucking awesome. Thanks to everybody for the, being part of the Patreon. That allowed us to pay the performers and stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, you can get on there, patreon.com slash stand by your band. Um, and, uh, yeah, rate and review on iTunes if you're having a good time. Tommy, anything else you want to put out uh, there? Uh, December 10th, I'm doing a show that's all original Christmas songs. So oh, at Union yeah, Hall. So come to that. Awesome. I'm really excited. I've been working Hell really yeah. hard on it. So please come to that that's if you live in the area. Yeah. Oh, wait. I, and Connor's birthday show. Uh, or December 4th. Where's it, it at? Right <laughs> uh, Star Bar, I believe. No, Star- no, no, no. Is that right? I could be wrong. Gold, uh, gold, gold sounds, sounds yeah. gold sounds, twelve four. Come really, on qu- out. really quickly, I am headlining Go Bananas for New Year's Eve and the weekend Big leading deal. up to it. So come to that. I would love to see Very people cool. out there. Oh, I'm sorry. Why don't we plug your open <laughs> mic again, Bobby? <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Keep it crispy. Bye.